previously on Growing Up Gilmore. And Lorelai tells her to close her eyes and take a deep breath. And she goes, I smell snow. I have to ask this question of you. Why didn't she take him to Luke's? <laughs> well, duh. <laughs> Walking in the street, they kiss, and you immediately see, like, this gut-wrenching heartbreak. He just wants his way, and he wants to sleep with her, and he wants everything so fast. Mm -hmm. Oh. everyone this is amy and this is elise and we are growing up gilmore we are back another week and this week we have rory's dance season one episode nine we are almost halfway through season one and we are really working hard to get through season one mm -hmm. because we love season two season two and three are probably like my favorite seasons yeah i i think it just gets so much better after season one and yeah. I do like season one right it just gets a little stale I think at some point we get a lot of juicy stuff as everyone knows mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly so uh if you're joining us for the first time welcome if you're back for another episode thank you for continuing to listen um we are very excited because we had a tiktok kind of take off this week on our pop culture from last week's episode. And we got like an abundance of new listeners and follows. And that was really exciting. Mm -hmm. It was fun. When you start, it's like mainly friends and family that listen. And then I was looking at our listeners and I was like, we have listeners in Alabama, Arizona, <laughs> like all these different places. And so I think that's really great. So thank you for listening. And um, we hope that you stay. So if you are joining us for the first time or if you're back again, you know that we start each episode with a little information about the writer and director for the episode. And this week we, like I said, we're doing Rory's dance. Uh -huh. So Elise, take it away. Okay. So this episode is directed by Leslie Linka Glatter. Okay. Sorry, I have a hard time with her name. Leslie Linka ladder okay so she is the director of the pilot and she does about five episodes i think total. okay um but just a recap she directed for mad men homeland and twin peaks she's worked mm. with the legendary david lynch wow. that's all i've got to say and i'm pretty <laughs> sure she directed an episode of david lynch in his own show which oh, okay. would have been probably pretty wild um so uh, we've already kind of visited her. Um, so the writer is Amy Sherman Palladino. I always said I'm going to give a fun fact about her mm -hmm. um, from here on out since we kind of covered her before. So the fun fact about Amy Sherman Palladino is that she was born January 17th, 1966, making her a Capricorn. Thank you for that. I'm excited. I do like that Amy has kind of taken under her wing, like the more important moments in the series to write those episodes. This is a, a big episode mm -hmm. um, and a lot happens. There's a lot of dynamics to talk about. That's like my new favorite word is dynamics. I know. As I'm sitting and editing these episodes, I'm like, God, I say dynamics a lot. Mm -hmm. 
but here we are. Elise had a great idea for this episode to tally who sucks more, Dean or Tristan, because they do come together this episode and meet each other for the first time. And as we are going through, we'll, you know, do our usual talk about the scene, break stuff down, and then we'll let you know what we tallied for each of them at the end of the scene. And then by the end of the episode, we'll see who reigns mm-hmm. king And we sucks. can, I think we should tally who sucks, but we can also take away a tally if one of them does something. Redeeming. Bad, redeeming or, yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's so that's our, that's our framework for this very low stakes game that we're playing. <laughs> um, there are no winners. There are only losers. Dean and Tristan. Mm-hmm. And every time we tally, uh, you, you guys at home can have to take a shot of espresso <laughs> or a drink if you like. Uh, yeah, if you're a late night listener <laughs> with your cocktails, we do have some late night episodes coming up because we are going to be making cocktails mm-hmm. in some of our future episodes. And usually we record like today it's Sunday morning. We don't want to drink a cocktail on a Sunday morning. So we're like, we might have to do some evening episodes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so join us in the tally. Maybe we miss something and you I mean, catch I something. I do want a cocktail, but you won't let me. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> okay, sorry. But yeah, we're going to tally. So that's our plan. So please join us in our little game. Without further ado, let us get started on this week's episode, Rory's Dance. We open to Friday night dinner with Emily and Rory and Lorelai, and they are discussing Richard being in Prague and talking about how when you go, you can stay in the prison, and they want to do that when they do their big backpacking trip. and In Europe. In Europe. And Emily notices that Lorelai is like picking out the avocado on her salad. And she's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm taking out the avocado. Well, since when don't you like avocado? Since you told me this was avocado or whatever. And then Emily is like, okay, we're moving to you now. And like transitions right away to Rory. Like, I'm not going to entertain this anymore. Let's move on. Um, And it comes out that Rory has a dance coming up at Chilton, a formal. I'm sure that's what they say at the private schools. It's a formal, not a dance. And Rory says that she's not going. And this gets Emily started in on, you need to go. Why wouldn't you go? And Rory's like, I'm going to go get a Coke. And Emily immediately says to Lorelai, What did you tell her? Because she doesn't want to go because you said something to her. Mm -hmm. And Lorelai is like, I didn't say anything to her. And we see this like dynamic of, there's that word again. We see Emily pushing Lorelai to push Rory. And she assumes that if Rory is like fighting the system, it's because of Mm Lorelai. Because Lorelai fought the system. And it's really interesting because once that dinner scene is over, we're with Lorelai and Rory in the car on the way home. And Lorelai kind of tries to dig a little bit deeper on the whole dance thing. 
and comes to the conclusion that I think you don't want to go because you're afraid mm-hmm. and you're too shy. But why why do you think she suddenly starts pushing the dance? I think that when she was um, semi-arguing with uh, em- uh, Emily, it was because she was defending, like, Rory, like, no, it's, I didn't tell her that she didn't have to go to a dance. That's just something that she came to. But I think it did, Emily did strike a chord, like, hey, um, maybe you should, maybe I should look into why she doesn't want to go to this dance because I don't want her to lose out on memories if that's what she wants to do. And I don't want, maybe Emily's right, maybe I did push this disdain of dances on her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because when she asks Rory about it, she's like, I don't want to go because it's going to be stupid and the music's going to suck and she has all of these excuses and Lorelai's like, you can't base your opinion on a part of 16 Candles. Yeah. Like, you haven't experienced it for yourself yet mm-hmm. to, like, draw conclusions on it. And I think that's a great point um, because so much of Rory is living through books and music and movies mm-hmm. and not having those own experiences herself where Lorelai has lived through experiences rather than books. And I mean, movies, we know that she's Mm -hmm. watched a million movies, but she has lived a life of experiences where Rory growing up in stars hollow had very different and smaller experiences. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of influences Lorelai's perspective here and like pushing her to try something new because she says rejection is very scary are you afraid to ask Dean like are or are you too shy is that why you don't want to go and keep saying like you will have fun if you go you can make the dance fun for yourself well you at least try if you don't like it that's cool you I guess you were right right but it could it could also be really cool. Mhm. Mhm. And I think that's the interesting thing here because if you look at conversations between Lorelai and Emily, it's always one of them has to be right and one of them has to be wrong. But then when you see Emily and Rory having a discussion, Lorelai is more you could be right or and I could be wrong or I could be right and you could be wrong and there's mm-hmm. like the stakes don't feel as high. Mhm. And I don't know if that, I think that's writing, absolutely. But I also think it's in the delivery of the lines as well. Like Lorelai just, Lauren Graham just has this way of speaking to Rory or Alexis Bledel in this, like, I don't know how to phrase it. It's like, She's not a psychologist, but it's like she just knows what to say and how to say it in a way that comes off so much, comes off so different from how she talks to her mother. And I just, I love it. It Mm -hmm. feels very authentic. I think that's the word I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Authentic. Um, But yeah. So she settles on making Rory a dress and going to the dance. Because like Rory says, she kind of admits what her problem is, is that she goes, well, I, 
I don't have a dress. It mm-hmm. almost seems like that's the reason why. Well, she first it was go. I don't have a date. Yeah. And she was like, what yeah. do you mean you don't have a date? There's a guy hanging out in her trees every day. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, I don't have a dress. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I I do think it is more because as the scene goes on, we see that she is nervous to ask Dee to go. Mm-hmm. So I do think it is that, that she doesn't want to ask. Mm-hmm. But she knows she has to ask. Well, yeah. Because and Dean doesn't go to that school. Right. <laughs> so he's not going to ask her. Right. Uh, and I just get the vibe that he would not be one to want to go to a dance either. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we will. <laughs> That's my favorite phrase. We'll get into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think this, like, sets up a good feel for this episode. I mean, Amy really knows how to like build an episode in five minutes. Yep. It's like, okay, well, this is going to be the premise. It's Mm going to be a dance and Lorelai has to make the dress. Mm -hmm. And And there were four, and there were four pop culture references in three minutes. (laughs) So that's how we know. Like we're sitting here and we always have like a little worksheet that we fill out. And Elise is like, you better have that ready because (laughs) she's about to pop off like four references, one after the other. And, and sure enough. Yep. And they made a Tom Waits reference. So cool. That is so Amy Sherman Palladino. You yes. know she's listening to Tom Waits. So I think we're we're set up for a really great episode here. Mm-hmm. Following the opening scene, we are with Lane and Rory walking through Stars Hollow. It's covered in snow, yet they don't have their jacket zipped. Mm-hmm. And we said... Well, Elise said it must not be that cold because their jackets aren't zipped. But it looks freezing. It looks freezing. I mean, Lane has gloves on. Mm-hmm. And we know, being from Minnesota, and right now it is freezing outside. We just had a massive snowstorm earlier this week. Uh, that when you go outside, your jacket is zipped. Yeah. Always and forever because <laughs> it is so cold. But we will not know what it's like to have that freedom until probably I'd April. Say <laughs> maybe. We've had snowstorms yeah. in April before, yeah. too. But anyway, they're discussing um, the boundaries or the labels on Rory and Dean's relationship. And Lane has a ton of opinions on this. And I'm like, where did she learn all of this? I know. And she said, well, those who can't teach right yeah yeah i hate that phrase but that's fine whatever being a teacher it's like okay (laughs) um but i don't like that phrase either i just think it's funny that she's like this relationship expert and she's like yeah she's like you need to define what your relationship is with him mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she's like what would you call it and she's like i'd call him my gentleman caller Okay, Blanche. Yeah. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, ooh. They're having that discussion, and Lane says, you need to ask him to go to the dance. And they approach the market, and Rory's like, I don't, I don't want to ask him. And she's like, you need to do it right now because my mom threw out our TV, and I need some entertainment before I go home. So she's like, okay. So she goes in, and she's helping him unpack green beans Mm -hmm. and putting them on the shelf. And she was like, do you uh, usually work on Saturdays? And he goes, well, I do if I don't have anything better to do. 
And she's like, well, there's this like thing at my school and a lot of people go and there's going to be chicken and we get like this Alexis Bledel doing her best Lorelai impression with like this nervous rambling. Mm -hmm. And then when she gets onto the chicken, it's like she doesn't shut up about the chicken. Mm -hmm. And that's very Lorelai. Yeah, but it was a very Lorelai. How to end this awkward me kind of telling you I want to go to the dance, but then say at the end, oh, and there's sometimes they say there'd be a chicken. Yeah. You know, it was and very people like eye. chicken and she's like going on and on and on about the freaking chicken. It eventually comes out that it's a dance and Dean is like a dance. Like, and she's like, would you ever, would you, Elise is going to go off on Dean no. in about two seconds, mm-hmm. but she's like, would you ever go to a dance? And he was like, uh, the truth is I've never really been to a dance cause I'm not a joiner. I don't join. I don't join. I don't do what's what is considered what? popular. I think that's what he's trying to say. Yeah. Is he doesn't follow the crowd. And mm-hmm. I'm like, do you not follow the crowd or could you not be a part of the crowd? Yeah, I for me, I feel like Dean would be into dances. This is, comes down to the writing again, I think. That's very just to me. Yes, I agree. And then later on, this seems like something Dean would, because Dean seems very into, like, tradition. Tradition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so, too. I, I get, like, this, especially because he's from the Midwest originally, I'm like, what else would you be doing? Mm-hmm. Like, the Midwest dances. Tipping cows. Yeah, true. She should. She should have been like, you know what? We can go to the dance, and then afterwards we can go tip a cow. Not, no, I'm just joking. That's, That's so bad. That's not a thing. Don't tip cows. No. But also, like, I mean, that probably is a thing, but we grew up in, like, I grew up in yeah. suburban Midwest. I kind of grew up in a small town, and I, I mean, but I really wasn't a joiner. <laughs> Yeah. So I never had to tip any cows. Well, that's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but, but I yeah. just, he he gives her a lot of pushback about this dance. Uh-huh. And then he's like, you really want to go, don't you? And she's like, no, it was just, I was just thinking out loud. Like she's trying to prepare herself for rejection. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why do you care? It's not your school, mm-hmm. so nobody you know is going to see you join in. And you get to go with the girl that you like, and she's going to be dressed up pretty. Yeah, and it's going to make it's her so happy. It's yeah. not about you all the time, Dean. Yeah, God. I just, I don't understand it. And maybe that's just a teenage boy thing, and we're yeah. too far removed to remember that. <sighs> but it it does go to this thing where it's like, I feel like they weren't sure how they wanted to write Dean. Uh So they kind of went with like, oh, he's like the cozy boyfriend, like traditional boyfriend. And then every once in a while we get like this flavor with him. Mm -hmm. That's very Jess. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, they didn't know what to do with Dean. And finally it was like, well, I think we've committed too much to the traditional thing. So we need to make a new character to be like the bad boy, you know? And I am a thousand percent happy that they did that. 
But at the same time, it's like, okay, Dean, like pick, pick a personality here because Mm -hmm. right now you're kind of throwing us all over the place. And I think too, with that, with Dean kind of rejecting her, not rejecting her, but kind of putting her down, that does stay. That part of it kind of does stay with him. He does kind mm-hmm. of put her down in a way, mm-hmm. <clears throat> continually, continuously. And then it's fun to watch how Rory handles this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she's never dealt with rejection in that way before. And very teenage girl, when you first like somebody, you have such a hard time standing up for what you want. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I I feel like Rory does get a little bit better as mm-hmm. it goes on. Yeah. She gets more like she's used to being in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting to see her do it this way and kind of be like, oh, no, you're right. This is stupid. Forget I even asked. And mm-hmm. yeah. very authentic to many young women. Uh-huh going through this like part of their lives but he decides to give in and go to the dance not crazy about having to wear a suit and tie but he'll do it anyway and she's so excited she like jumps in immediately for a kiss and runs outside with lane and they have this like giddy girl moment in the window and then it fades to black and i just i think i have already watched the episode obviously I do think Dean's pushback is going to play a role in how Rory views their relationship from here on out. Ooh. I I really believe that. I do. I think you're right. And I think Emily and Lorelai's expectations of Dean is also going to play a large role into how Rory views that relationship. To the point where it backfires on them much later. Mm-hmm. Much later. For those of you that have seen the show, you know what we're, t- we're alluding like to season here. season four? Yeah. And... Or was that season five? Season four. I think it's four. And I just... This kind of sets that all up. Like, if you're going to have pushback on going to a dance with her... What else are you going to have pushback or problems with? Mm-hmm. And he Rory, wants to, to be the driver. Right. Of, and I think that's how he sees her. I think he spotted her and thought, this is a sweet girl who will just fit my expectations of what I want a woman to be. Mm-hmm. And we'll get, we'll get into that with that damn Donna Reed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's. But don't you. Girls like Rory, they're very, actually very deep. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of layers. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be. Right. And we don't even like see all of the consequences of this relationship until like season four. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot there. And I think it's accurate. It's her first love. It's her first, you know, relationship. And she's. Feeling it out. She's trying to figure it out. And I think with the two of them, this is like a, it's not like a Romeo and Juliet thing, but it is 
it becomes very clear to Rory that Dean is not good enough for her grandparents and there's pushback there and they she doesn't get it from Lorelai the same way she does Emily and Richard but and we're like getting really deep into this but I do think there is something to be said for how Dean makes Rory feel and how hard it's going to be for Rory to ask for things in the future too Mm -hmm. because if you're throwing a fit over a, a formal yeah which is nothing, like very bare minimum commitment. What else are you going to throw a fit over? Yeah. This is like her first taste, and I think this explores dynamics with her and Jess as well. Mm-hmm. And this explains a lot to me of her getting really into Logan mm-hmm. without getting too much into this, because like Logan was about having fun. Mm-hmm. And that fucking girl wanted to have some fucking fun. <laughs> and I swore again. <laughs> You could not tell me that this was marked as explicit because no. I mark every episode as explicit just in case. Yeah, but I think you're right. This is definitely setting up. It's the foundation. A whole thing that Mm -hmm. builds Rory into the person that she becomes. Yep. And it's like relationships. Who does she want to be in the relationship? Who do her parents like? Who does... Richard and Emily like like she's a people pleaser Rory Mm -hmm. so it it does come down to how do I make everyone happy while also making myself happy yeah and why couldn't Dean just be like yeah let's go let's go try it what's the worst thing that could happen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um probably you just cutting me down about dances and kind of make me feel stupid yeah. That's the worst thing, basically, that could have happened, Dean, if right. he did it. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. he caves in, but he still added a he's little bit of like guilt to it. still a little shit about it, though. I know. I do not. <sighs> yeah. So I know there are people who like Dean a lot, and I'm sorry, but um, I hope in your life you're not putting up with that. <laughs> I know. From anyone, because that's so mean what he did. Yeah. Like, I know I put up with stuff like that, too, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I know we romanticize, like, these relationships between these characters. Mm-hmm. But, like, I love Jess. I love Jess so much. He's, like, one of my favorite characters on the show. But he is a shithead. Mm-hmm. And I... He does, but he's fun to watch evolve. Yes, that is the best. And when we get into Jess's episodes, I'll definitely get more about my opinion on it. But But, I do like Jess, too. Yep. So anyway, that was like a long-winded explanation (laughs) (laughs) of this scene. But I think it's important to dive into because it is going to be like a foundation for Rory the rest of the series. And especially with Dean. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So as far as our tally game goes, I gave Dean two tallies after this scene. One for the I'm not a joiner and two for the or the second one for the oh, I have to wear a suit and tie. Yeah. But do you consider him going a redeeming point? I would give him a redeeming point because I think he said all of that. Um, 
he was just being honest, like, I'm not a joiner, you know, but then Mm -hmm. I think he kind of realized, wait, you want to go. Yeah, this is important to you. Um, So I think he realized in that moment. So I guess I give him a tally back. Okay, so he has one. Yep. Okay. He's negative one. Perfect. But negative a million in my heart. Now we are with Lorelai. She's working on Rory's dress for the dance. And the whole mannequin falls on top of her as she is working. And she has this great, like, comedic physicality moment where she's, like, battling this mannequin trying to get it off. Mm -hmm. And Suki comes in and she's walking kind of funny. She says, oh, yeah, I think I hurt my back when the mannequin fell on me or trying to get up, whatever. And all of a sudden Suki's like, well, I think I have an ace bandage in here. And they sit down on the couch and Suki pulls out all these pills. She's like, I got Percocet, I got Oxycodone, I got Vicodin. I'm like, Jesus, I got muscle relaxers. Yeah, she ends up giving Lorelai muscle relaxers, I yeah. think, right? Yeah. And we're like, Suki, why do you carry all this medication? I know. I would be really worried about her. I know. Like, okay. <laughs> um, but she drops off all her pills and then she's like, well, I have to get going. Like if you need anything, let me know. And keep in mind that she did not know that Lorelai just put her back out. Right. Yeah. So, so she just has these with these her naturally. Just randomly with her. Yeah. As soon as Suki leaves, the phone rings and it is Emily. And she goes on and on and on about how she's going to regret not going to the dance. And do you want her to be, resentful later in life because she didn't go to the dance. And finally, Lorelai says, mom, she is going to the dance. And then she says, I'm making her dress. And Emily's like, you're making her dress. Well, you're not using the curtains, are you? And it's like, have some ability, have some confidence in your daughter's abilities. She's not going to let Rory look bad, but I'm sure to Emily, she's like, Oh, making clothes. That's a, poor person thing yeah I I think she was so she's more caught up in like this is the this is Chilton you know and the expectations are high Mm -hmm. um she should get a dress we can afford a dress like yeah you don't have to go and make all do all that work for yourself right yeah it's interesting I my mom made both of my prom dresses actually And I love it. I still have one of them. I don't have the other one anymore. But my junior prom dress, she made me. I have a picture of me in it, actually, as, like, a a 20-year-old. Because I did wear it to some event. Mm -hmm. But I still have it. It sits in my closet. And I love it so much. You should post that picture. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that on our Instagram. I didn't go to prom, so I'm not a joiner. I... I went very last minute my junior year because okay. I like Rory. Well, not like Rory. I didn't have a date. Yeah. And then finally, one of my guy friends, we were talking with him, me and this other girl. And he was like, well, I'll take both of you. And we were like, OK. So like the three of us what went. A sly man. Yeah, it was fun. It was very fun. I actually have my professional prom picture under the bed in the... Oh, my God. You have to post So Okay, that. I'll post yeah. that. Yeah. But it's polka dotted, so it's very, like, damn Donna Reed, like, <laughs> Sounds looking. Sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but I love that. Mm-hmm. I just think that's so fun. And what a special moment to be like, my mom made that for me. Mm-hmm. 
And so that's why I can't get rid of it. I've worn it for a lot of things now. My senior prom dress was beautiful, but it just, I think I had more pressure to be a joiner that year. But I just think it's like a really special moment and something that Emily probably does not understand but it's like a sentimental thing. Yeah, I think you for Lorelai, she wants to make the dress. Like, that's not a problem to her where Emily thinks, oh, why would you do that and waste your time? Or you know what I mean? Like, we could mm-hmm. just get a dress. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about finances. I got this. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think for Lorelai, it's like, oh, no, this is special. I enjoy, I enjoy making her dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I love that Rory wants her mom to make her dress because I don't think a lot of teenagers would want that they'd be like no I just go spend a lot of money on a dress mm-hmm. you know oh yeah the the amount of money people spend on prom dresses is insane mm. oh I bet it ends with Emily saying oh please take a picture of her on the stairs and take a picture of her when she's getting her makeup done and take a picture of her getting her hair done and all this and it finally ends with Lorelai basically taking the hint and being like, why don't you come and see Rory off to the dance? And she's like, oh, thank you. I would love that so much. I I think it's sweet because Emily is probably living through this moment herself mm-hmm. because we don't know if Lorelai went to dances. I don't know. Because she was 16 mm-hmm. when she got pregnant. So probably missed that yeah thing. I think so so it's kind of like Lorelai is also living through Rory in this moment mm-hmm. you know so and we'll get to see that more with the coming out party too mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely at Chilton Rory is standing in line waiting for tickets and we see Tristan buying tickets from Paris so now we are starting this tally of how many times is does he suck in this scene and I'll just forewarn you it is a lot (laughs) and he kind of plays this whole thing back and forth with Paris and kind of gives her like a hard time because he knows Paris likes him oh yeah he has to know he knows and whatever so he's a dick to Paris and then we move on he approaches Rory in line and he's like, well, why are you in line? And she's like, I'm, I just love standing in lines. And he's like, you're buying tickets to the dance. And she's like, yeah. And he goes, well, I have to admit something to you. I don't have a date. And she's like, oh, I hear squeaky froms up for parole soon or whatever. And she's really got like a quip for everything he says. Like it, she's not, she's not like Tristan. No, And he admits to her, well, I thought we could go together. Mm -hmm. And so we gave him a point for that because we we said, well, at least he like actually asked her. Not like under the best pretenses, but he does ask her Mm -hmm. and. um, He makes comments about Dean being cheap because he doesn't buy the tickets and she goes into this little monologue where she's like, I like him cheap with like a bald spot and um, what does she say? A a beer gut. And then their pants go down a little bit in the the back to like show off like the plumber crack or whatever. (laughs) 
And so he's already jealous of Dean because, yep. you know, he's trying to make her. We see that he likes her, so mm-hmm. he's got to cut down her date. Yep, exactly. As if that's going to, like, change her mind on going to the dance with him. Mm-hmm. But she eventually says, I would never go to the dance with you unless, like, a piano fell on my head. And mm-hmm. we're like, okay. He's like, fine, I'll take Sissy and she'll go with me. And then Rory's like... I'll awesome. send her a condolence card. <laughs> oh, so good. I'll send her my condolences. Then Rory is buying her tickets and Paris says, you're being such a jerk to him. He was just trying to be nice. And Rory's like, well, if you like him so much, you go to the dance with him. And you can, and she is so triggered by this because she wants to go to the dance with him and he doesn't. He didn't ask her. Right. And she's not going to ask him. Mm-hmm. So. And she says, you're probably going to come down with some rare form of flu that hits losers on dance night. And whatever. Then Rory says, I don't need my change because money makes people shallow. And she walks away. And that's where the scene ends. And this builds up the tension that's going to be present at the dance between her and Paris and Tristan and Dean. Mm-hmm. Like we've already established these are enemies before this scene even happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, but with oh, our yeah. tallies, we ended up <laughs> with eight tallies for Tristan sucking in this scene. And we even gave him a point back because he did one thing good. Yeah, of. he like <laughs> asked her to the dance. Yep. Which is something Dean didn't do. So if he didn't do if he didn't do that, then he'd be at nine points negative. So Yeah. So <laughs> we I, might have to balance this out and give like extra points down the round down the line. If yeah, we'll have someone to does something see. really bad, we can give him negative like four points or something. Yeah, we'll have to see. But this is kind of backfiring on yeah. us a little bit. <laughs> Tristan's losing so far. The evening of the Chilton formal has finally arrived and Rory is getting ready for the dance. We get to see her grand entrance with her beautiful blue dress and she has baby's breath in her hair, which I just think is such a a delicate and like innocent touch mm-hmm. that I love. And they're getting ready to go. Lorelai is fixing her hair and then Suki comes in and she says, I brought tacos I got some extra in case you're hungry later. She goes to help Lorelai by hairspraying Rory's hair and hairsprays her eyes. Very Suki. Great comedic timing. Mm -hmm. Very Paul Simon kind of play. Absolutely. Yes. And we then have Emily arrive and she's asking, you know, about the lighting and trying to figure out like, where am I going to get the best shot? And then Rory comes in with this huge like dish towel bib and a taco in her hands. And she's like, oh, hi, Grandma. And Emily looks at Lorelai and she goes, she has been living with you for far too long. And Lorelai says, go take the bib off and put the taco down so Grandma can get a pretty picture. Suhi comes back in says she's going to walk home. She still cannot open her eyes. 
and she looks like completely away from Emily and she's like, it's so nice to see you again or whatever I can make out of you at this point and says to call her if Lorelai needs help getting up the stairs, which tips Emily off that something is wrong. And Lorelai says it's just a small back spasm. And Emily goes off, well, a back spasm is not a small thing. Like, you can't move. And then Rory comes in, so that kind of distracts them. Emily goes crazy taking pictures of Rory. And at this point, we should probably explain ourselves because we decided we were going to give Dean a, a tally for every time he honks the horn and every time he rang the doorbell. So he uh, really racked up some points this time around. But he's honking the horn and Emily says she's not fried chicken. He can come to the door and greet her when he gets here. And Lorelai's like, Mom, it's okay. I've met him. And she's like, well, I haven't. And that's that. So Dean honks, keeps honking and honking and honking. And what does Emily say? He's not a very bright boy, is he? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so finally he comes to the door and he rings the doorbell like four times. That like really fast ringing. Ugh. She like answers. He's yeah. And she answers the door and apologizes. And without even hesitation, he goes, I thought you were going to come out when I honked. Mm-hmm. Doesn't tell her she looks nice. Doesn't say you look beautiful. I'm so excited. Blah, blah, blah. Also not wearing a tie. Mm-hmm. Like she, I mean, I guess she gave him the out on the tie but it's like really you couldn't wear a tie just go a little extra and yeah i agree so much with emily like he should go to the door mm-hmm. and and get his date yeah i i am very old-fashioned in that sense too especially if it's for the dance yeah it's about like creating an experience mm-hmm. i mean make her feel special yeah so, like, a little backstory. No wonder why Beth left him for his cousin. Yeah, seriously. Wow, I love that callback. Call that was a good joke, yeah. <laughs> My husband and I met as roommates. So, we were already living together when we started dating. Did he knock on your bedroom door? So, when we went on our <laughs> first date, he left before the date to go get flowers and then when he came back, he did knock on our our home door. Oh, that's sweet. And, like, gave me the flowers and stuff. So, Aww. like, he, like, picked me up yeah. from his own house, too. Mm-hmm. But, like, wanted to make it, like, yeah. a thing. So, and that does go a long way. That is something I will never forget. Mm-hmm. And it's, like. It's cute. Yeah. And it took minimal effort. And you didn't feel like fried chicken. No, I didn't, actually. <laughs> I didn't. (laughs) And it's like, she's really not asking much of you, Dean. Like, she's really not. But whatever. So he... Gives me girl vibes. I know. So he racked up... Let's see. What is he at now? (laughs) 13. And Tristan is at 8. Yeah. And... It was those doorbell rings and the honking of the horn. 
Yeah. I mean, I understand, like, if... I'm sure she wants to keep it casual. She doesn't want to make it a big deal. But I think Emily is right in saying, this is an important evening. This is not your ordinary date. Mm -hmm. You're not just, like, going to a movie or going to Luke's. You're going to a Chilton formal. And I... And since Gene is so into being old-fashioned, he should be doing this every time. I'm with Emily. I mean, yeah, true. If he wants to uphold, like, these traditions and, like, stereotypes of, like, an American family, then start pulling your own weight, Dean. Yeah, I almost think he should have another point talk because he didn't even get her flowers. Mm, You're right. Okay, well, you can hear my (laughs) pen opening. Let's add another point. That was the pen noise made by me. Nice. Thank you. That was great. We did need that. So. Oh, also, um, I said Paul Simon. I meant Neil Simon. Paul Simon's a musician. Neil Simon's a playwright. You're right. You're right. Totally. And I just like totally agreed with you. Like it was no big deal. I said it and I was like, shoot. But I knew what you meant. So don't worry. So it's fine. Yeah. But yeah, so then Rory goes off to the dance with Dean and Emily says she's not going to leave Lorelai because she can't move. And Lorelai's like, no, don't worry, I can get up. And she gets up and stands there and Emily goes, move. She goes, what? Move. And she can't move. So Emily decides she's going to stay and then says she wants to make tea And she says, I hope you have something other than Lipton. And Lorelai ends the scene by saying, a stroke sounds really great right about now. We find ourselves now in the car with Dean and Rory. And it's very clear that Dean is not excited to be doing this. And... Rory, I think, picks up on that tension and is like, maybe we shouldn't go. Maybe this is stupid. Mm -hmm. He's like, okay. Yeah, he's just like, all right. And she's like, "Uh, I don't know. Maybe we could go for a minute. And he's like, that's fine. He goes, fine. And then she's like, maybe not. And he's like, that's fine, too. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) my God. So he got like three tallies and that. But then he, she's like, well, what do you think? And he redeemed himself when he said, I think you look really beautiful tonight. Mm-hmm. And that made a huge impact on her. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, maybe we can go for a couple minutes then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's That's good. That's all she wanted him to do was just say, you look pretty. Let's go have fun. You know? Yep. Exactly. But because he's an idiot. <laughs> We don't get that from him. Oh, drives me crazy. Yeah. So they are going to the dance and we will see what happens next. But at the end of that, that brings Dean's total to. Sixteen. And, and Tristan is at eight, yeah, we but seen it's him, about yeah. to skyrocket on both <laughs> sides. So we'll see. It's a real nail biter. This one back at the Gilmore residence, Emily is talking to Marta, which I am assuming is their maid for the time being. 
saying that she will not be home tonight and to lock everything up. And she decides she's going to take care of Lorelai instead. So sweet. It is sweet. And I'm sure she really wants to take care of Lorelai. Mm-hmm. She's like, this is she's like, this is my opportunity to spend time with my daughter, and she can't run away from me. <laughs> because she is stuck on her couch and cannot move. So they have this discussion and Emily is looking through the house trying to find these Brock candlesticks and Lorelai says, oh, we actually exchanged those for a monkey lamp. And she's like, what monkey lamp? And she's like, this is a a pornographic monkey lamp for these Baroque candlesticks. And I, I had to pause and look up because I swear I saw something about Lauren Graham having the monkey lamp. And well, last she, in her book, she talks about it. Yeah. So last I read, she has the monkey lamp in her garage, but she does not. She says the article said she wanted the monkey lamp as much as Lorelai wanted the candlesticks. Mm-hmm. But she did. They, would, they just gave her the lamp and they're like, and I think in her book, she said, they go, surely you'll want this lamp. And she's like, um, excuse me? (laughs) She didn't even remember. Yeah, she didn't even remember what it was from. That's like, too, when people always, like, say to her, like, oi, with the poodles already. She's like, I have no idea what that is. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. Yeah. You don't need to know every detail. I mean, how many plays have I been in? I cannot remember lines. So we get to see this Emily wanting to care for Lorelai. Lorelai kind of dreading it and not wanting it to happen but it's going to come out and I think Emily needs this she wants this and part of me is wondering do you think Emily stays because of Lorelai or do you think Emily stays because she wants to make sure Rory comes home Ooh, good question I think if she's staying for Lorelai Okay. What do you think? I don't know. I just thought about that because I'm sure Emily, I think Emily has a hard time trusting Lorelai's judgment as we have discussed Mm -hmm. before. So part of me is like, well, does she want to make sure that Rory does come home when she's supposed to? But I don't know. I think she is staying for Lorelai. But the added control factor of Rory is playing a part in that Mm -hmm. as well. So I guess we'll see how that works out. Well, we already know, but (laughs) you know. We have arrived to the Chilton Formal, and they're kind of deciding what the plan is going to be. Rory says, well, we could just take a picture and leave. And Dean says, we could do that. Or Rory says, or we could stay and, you know, do a slow dance, whatever. And that's what they decide to do. We see Madeline and Louise sitting and talking about how boring the dance is. And when um, Louise sees Dean, she's like, oh, this could be fun. Let's, you know, play a little game. Let me see if I can flirt with him and have him flirt back. 
And while we were watching this, we said they're not really wearing dresses that we would deem like a formal dress. But then, Elise, you had said maybe they don't care. Yeah. I think they've been to these dances before and it's so boring. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure when you grow up in like that society, you're doing like formal events all the time. Mm -hmm. So it's like this is no different than anything else we've ever done, you know? Yeah, their dresses are very casual compared to Rory's. Yeah. So Louise approaches Dean and starts talking about how tall he is and how all of the men in her family are tall while Madeline is, like, rattling off, like, how her family doesn't really make anything because Laura or Rory says Lorelai made her dress. And so... Eventually, Dean picks up on what Louise is trying to do and goes behind Rory and, like, holds her around her and says, well, what do you think about my height and whatever? And then Louise is like, I'm bored. Let's go. So that ends that discussion. Um, At that point, they decide, oh, it's a slow song. Let's dance together. And Rory and Dean are having their slow dance. And we did give Dean a point here because he kisses her and says, are you happy? Are you having a good time? And so they have their little moment. And then off in the distance, we see Tristan leaning up against a pillar. And his date, Sissy, comes out and says, do you want to dance? And he says, nope. Do you want to, what is it? It's like, do you want to dance? No. Do you want to eat? Nope. Do you want to go make out? Yeah, sure, we can go do that. And that's where that ends. But you see him looking at Rory and Dean with this, like, sense of longing. Like, it's something he really wants. Like, he wants to be slow dancing. With her. And they're slow dancing to fade into you. Yeah, yeah. Which is so iconic. And it's like, what? When did this happen where Tristan is, like, actually interested in Rory? I don't, I don't, we don't just, I don't think we ever really discover that. I think it just starts at the beginning. He thought she was, like, a pretty new girl and he was going to get her. And now it's driving him crazy because he hasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. And I'm he not... likes that she's mean to him. Right. Yeah. He's got a little bit of a sadism or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't quite figure it out. But it's very clear that he is hurting now. And I we know that that will manifest into something later. Mm-hmm. We cut to a very short scene of Emily bringing Lorelai toast with mashed up banana on it. And Lorelai's like, what, what is this? And she goes, I used to make it for you when you were sick or when you were a kid. And Lorelai's like, oh, I don't remember that. And like sets it down. And Emily goes, you're not eating. And Lorelai picks up the piece of bread and looks at it. And she's like, Mom, please don't make me eat this. (laughs) 
And Emily's like, well, you need to eat. And she's like, Suki left me a burrito in the fridge. And Emily's like, all right, well, I'll go warm it up for you. And she's like, cold is fine. And you can tell Emily is like, I'm just trying to help you. Like, let me be helpful. And she's like, okay, well, I guess I'll just go get it then. And Lorelai says, no, hot is better. And Emily gets the smile on her face like, okay, I'll be (laughs) right back. And I think it's, I think Emily needs this. She needs time with Lorelai. Even if they're not discussing past traumas or anything like that, at least they're together Mm -hmm. and spending time together, which is good. But, man, I wish they would just talk. Mm -hmm. And I wish we got to see that, you know. But in this scene now, because they had the smashed... Banana toast. This brings us to our recipes for this week. For this week, we kind of took a week off of baking and cooking (laughs) and decided that because Rory is enjoying tacos, we wanted to enjoy tacos. So we ordered ourselves some Taco Bell, (laughs) which... (laughs) I, my husband loves Taco Bell. I only like it at like 3 a.m. when (laughs) other drinks are involved, but it was good. Got some nachos, got a taco. You had your, what are they called? The nacho fries. Yeah, that you love so much. I never had nacho fries before. They were so good. Yeah, they were good, but it was fun to just like, veg out and have some tacos and talk about the show and we did a big recording day that day Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. so it was fun it was a nice way to break it up that we did that uh, a while ago the taco bell yeah so yep because we were like oh we could get three episodes done so we're like let's get the tacos today and then we recorded two episodes and then i think after we ate the tacos we were like no more no more I'm t- I'm getting tired now that my belly is full of tacos. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think Taco Bell is fine and it's cheaper. Yeah. But um Yeah, I like Taco Bell, okay. I yeah. I, know, I don't go there very often. No. I would say probably like once a year, so. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I would say it's like a 2 out of 5 for me as far as like fast food goes. I'd say like 3. I my three and a half stars. Okay. Um, maybe four with the nacho fries. Yeah, you and your nacho fries. But it was really iconic to watch Rory come out in that prom dress holding a taco with yeah, a taco wrapper. And I agree. So it was fun. I'm glad we did that. Me too. Uh, we also decided to try the toast with the mashed up banana on it because mm-hmm. why not? And those are ingredients I pretty much always have in my house anyway. And I typically am one that will put peanut butter on my toast and then put banana on top. So it was a little weird to not have that, like, salty layer on the toast. And the bananas were cold because it is colder in our apartment right now with the weather. And the toast was warm, so that was a little strange, too. (laughs) But uh, I actually liked it. I didn't mind it at all. Mm. Your face was 
I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> you took a, like one bite and you were like, mm. I'm like really hungry. So I did eat half of it. Yeah. The whole serving, which we just split it in half. Right. So if you're really hungry, I mean, yeah. It's I great. think it's a good breakfast food. Like I honestly, now when I eat my banana peanut butter toast, I'll mash up the banana first mm-hmm. and then put it on. I'll never eat this again. Oh, I think I will like actually start eating this now. I'm glad. I'm happy for I'm you. I'm going to say four out of five stars for I'm that. I'm going to say one. One, one stars hollow. One stars hollow. From me. All right. Well, Elise is hard to please this week unless it's nacho fries. I mean, that's a fair assessment. So thank you very much. Back at the Chilton Formal, Dean decides he's going to get them something to drink. And Rory ends up running into Paris's date. And awkwardly enough, he's like, is that guy you're with your boyfriend? And she's like, "Mm, I don't know. And he's like, you don't know if he's your boyfriend? (laughs) She's like, "Mm, no. And he's like, well, can I get your number then? And she's like, don't you think that's a little weird since you're here with Paris? And he's like, what do you mean? And she's like, Paris, that's your date? And he's like, Paris is my cousin. Just let that marinate with everyone for a second. So Paris brought her cousin to the Chilton Formal. And Rory, upon hearing this information, says, Thank you very much. It was very nice meeting you. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. And me, if I were Rory, I would immediately be like, did you hear Paris is here with her cousin? Did you hear Paris is here with her cousin? Paris is here with her cousin. Rory doesn't do that. Mm-mm. She's just, I'm going to just hold on to this. This makes me feel better without having to tell mm-hmm. everyone else. But it would be fun to tell <laughs> everyone else. Well, she doesn't really have anyone to tell. That's also true. She could tell Dean, but like, yeah, whatever. Dean would be like, so? Yeah. Cool. Can we leave? Is this over yet? Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. Uh, But Dean did earn a point back because he did ask Rory if she wanted something to drink. Yeah. And part of me is like, are we giving him points for doing the bare minimum now? Yeah. We are, but we have This is like very surface level here. Let's not get like too deep into it because we could talk about those dynamics but I think we'll save that for the damn Donna Reed episode. Mm-hmm. We are back with Lorelai and Emily in the living room and they're watching television, having like this cute little moment. Kind of Lorelai's kind of giving Emily the business. And uh Lorelai ends up admitting that she made the dress. And Emily says, You did a great job. And then she adds with Rory and the dress. And Elise goes, finally! Finally someone said it. Yeah. I think that's what she's been wanting to hear since day one. I always get goosebumps at that part. Mm -hmm. Because it is something where it's like, you are finally validating 
all of the hard work that Lorelai put into raising Rory. It's like we all know this is a great girl. Mm-hmm. Like it, this has been established. We have a, I have a great daughter. We have a great granddaughter. And she's great because of me. Yep. Mm-hmm. And not she's not great despite of me. Right. Exactly. And I think that's a really beautiful moment. I think that's something that she's wanted for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And validation from your mother like that is really special. Mm-hmm. Very special. Um, but it the scene ends with both of them trying the banana toast and both realizing it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. And... It ends with Lorelai kind of laughing at her mother as she's, like, running away to spit out this toast. And it's just nice to see, like, the tension immediately melts away. But this is the calm before the storm. It's the calm before the storm. Because if you think everything is fixed now, you have never seen this show before. (laughs) (laughs) It's the final countdown. Okay, we've reached... The epic scene of this episode. I hope you're ready because it's really going down. We are at the dance again and it starts with Paris coming up to Rory saying, you're going to tell everybody, aren't you? Blah, blah, blah. And you just love this and you're going to use this against me. And she's Go like, ahead, tell everyone that my mom had to ask <laughs> yeah, tell everyone that I didn't have a date to the prom and that I my mom had to ask my cousin and give him gas money. money to do it. Rory goes, I don't have to. You just did. And everyone is standing behind Paris looking at her like, oh, God. And as we're watching this, that moment happens and my husband is in the other room and he's just like, ah, <laughs> says that is Paris Geller's most humiliating moment. Probably. I can't decide if it's that or her not getting into Harvard. That's pretty embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Paris storms off after that and we cut to Dean Because he went to go grab their jackets and he runs into Tristan. Here we go. Yes. Tristan introduces himself and you can already tell is like ready to get under his skin. Mm -hmm. Like big time. And he's saying, oh, I'm Tristan. I don't think we've met. And he's like, oh, we've met. Rory's told me about you. And he goes, oh, she talks about me. (laughs) And they kind of have this like back and forth, whatever. And uh, it ends with Tristan wanting to fight Dean. And he's like, let's take this outside. And Dean's like, I'm not going to fight you. It'd be like fighting an accountant. I'll call you when I need my taxes done. Well, because first Tristan takes a dig at Dean for not being good enough and that he's basically like a farmer. Like an Amish, because he's like, oh, is the buggy parked outside? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And Dean obviously gets pissed about that and then makes the taxes accountant joke. Mm -hmm. And that causes Tristan to go in to Dean, basically, to, like, fight him. Well, he goes towards Rory. Oh, yeah. He, like, cuts Rory off. And Dean, like, pushes him away. He's like, don't go near her. Don't touch her. Yeah. Or something. And it ends with... Tristan like going after him and Dean is like you don't want to fight me Tristan and he's like why and he goes because I'd kill Kill you you, idiot and you know what I wonder (laughs) if that is a reference to the breakfast club Ooh, because he does sound like that Judd Nelson's character says when he's fighting with Mm -hmm. Emilio Estevez he's like I don't want to kill. I don't want to kill you, man. Because if I kill you, then your fucking parents will sue me. And blah 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 blah. I know that movie like the yeah. back of my hand. <laughs> and I, it, yeah, I wonder. It, like brings me back to that. And mm-hmm. I, I'm almost positive that it could be because I'll kill you, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And like everything Judd Nelson says in that movie is like ingrained oh. in my brain. I. Uh biggest crush on Judd Nelson. That, that does movie. not surprise me in the slightest. Wait, did you too? Or no? No. What? I mean... Okay, I still well, do. I mean, he's very problematic. Sidebar. He is very problematic, but I think he is a fun character in that movie. Mm, yeah, teenager Elise liked him a lot. Yeah, I'm sure. That's kind of my Jess. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but well, no, Pacey's my Jess from Dawson's Creek. Sure, but I, I don't think I really found anybody in that movie like attractive, like to have a crush on. Mm. But we do quote that movie a lot in this household because anytime someone says, "Do you do you like this?" or whatever, I'm always like, "Do you approve of this?" That boy is marijuana. That boy is marijuana. <laughs> It's just, it's, I watched it every day when I was like 15. It's such a good one. Mm-hmm. I think that I did that with more. I did like Breakfast Club a lot, but Ferris Bueller was like my everyday movie. That's Brins. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we quote that. We did quote that last night because the Wordle word was adore. And he was like, they adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Yeah. <laughs> Grace. Anyway. Back to Gilmore Girls. Talk about us going off on pop culture references. God. <laughs> um, so they end up leaving because, well, they got into a fight. And everyone's watching. Everyone is watching. And Dean says to him, don't you ever go near her again. And does like this weird, like, I don't know. It's like, she doesn't need you to be doing that, man. Like. It's embarrassing. It's like peeing on your territory. It's like, it's gross. But like 14 year old me was like, this is hot. (laughs) (laughs) But like 33 year old me is like, ew, what are you doing? No, don't, don't, don't. Don't do that. Ew. So what's the tally then? Okay. Uh, So in that scene alone, Dean got 12 and Tristan got 13. mm -hmm. So Tristan is at 21 
And Dean is at, let's see. Oh, 23. 23. So right now Tristan is winning. Winning. But But I think Dean is going to redeem some points in this next scene. Yep. And uh, yeah, it'll be a close call, though, because Tristan's done now. We don't see him again. Right. So it really all boils down to Dean in this next scene. And he can easily mess up. Yeah. He could also get, like, another 20 points by the end of this episode. You really don't like him. (laughs) (laughs) We cut back to Lorelai and Emily, and Lorelai is falling asleep. Emily is shutting the movie off, and Lorelai is kind of in and out of it because she took her muscle relaxers. And she's finally resting. She says, the movie's not over. And Emily says, don't worry, I'll tell you how it ends. And she grabs a magazine and she like leans over Lorelai and like pulls the blanket up and tucks a little piece of her hair back. And as she's walking away, Lorelai says, thank you, mommy. And I am, (laughs) Elise goes, it's because she's all drugged up. Well, she did pop like a couple muscle relaxers. No, she did. But I do like... I don't want that to take away (laughs) from, like, this sweet moment where I think Lorelai, like, fully has her guard down right now, you know? I don't know if Lorelai would have said thank you, Mommy, if she wasn't drugged up, though. Personally. I know it's a really sweet moment. I don't think she would have either. But... I think it's because because she's drugged up, her guard is down. And she's sleepy. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. she means it, though. Yeah. Oh, no, Absolutely. I just don't think she would have said it in that way. Yeah. But I think that kind of brings that like full circle. And then Emily grabs a magazine and sits in the corner and she looks at her watch before she sits down. Mm -hmm. So she knows like I need to be on. Well, someone has to wait because she wants to wait up for Rory. Because she knows Lorelai would do the same. Yep, exactly. We are now walking through Stars Hollow with... Dean and Rory reflecting on the night and Rory's like, I don't know how to process what just happened. Like he's so mean to me. And Dean just keeps reiterating. He's interested in you. Mm -hmm. That's why he's doing this. And she still cannot make sense of it. And it's just to the point where she's like trying to understand and she ends up slipping that, she calls Dean her boyfriend and Dean's like, am I your boyfriend? And like kind of gives her a hard time about giving him the title. And it's like, don't you want to be her boyfriend? And why are you making her ask? Yeah. Why are you making her ask? Can I also say one thing before I want to come back to this, but I think that it's weird that Rory doesn't think, doesn't know that Tristan has a crush on her. With all the books that she's read, Jane Yeah, she's Eyre, never like, had a character that, like... That's pretty obvious when a boy picks on you that much. And there's a big fight started over you mm-hmm. with your boyfriend that you brought or date. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, because there's plenty of movies that had come out at that point in the 90s that, like, led to that. So do you think she's playing... Do you think she's playing it? Like she doesn't know or does she honestly not know? I think in this situation, she honestly does not know. Weird. 
It is weird. But she loves it, though. She loved that there was a big fight over her. Oh, yeah. I don't know if she loved that there was a fight over her, but she loved that Dean stood up for her, fought for her. I think that's what she liked about it. Mm, Yeah. Good. That's better. Yeah, I think so, too. (laughs) Okay, so let's go back to So now they have to establish, you know, are they boyfriend, girlfriend, what are they? And she says, do you want to be my boyfriend? And he's like, doesn't really give her like a yes or no answer. And he's like, do you want me to be your boyfriend? And she's like, I do. And he's like, okay, then I guess I'm your boyfriend. And that's that super romantic conversation. It's weird because I don't know, man. I mean, I I understand (laughs) her being weird about it since she's never had a relationship before. Mm -hmm. But for Dean to be weird about it doesn't make sense to me. I know he's the one I was making her jewelry. Yeah. And sitting in trees. Scary. Um. Oh, my God. If I ever looked out my window and I saw Dean sitting in a tree. I know. I, I know. climb up with that tree and push him off. Yeah. Not just a kidding. good look. I'm, I'm not violent. No. But it's just, it's like, you're the one that has dating experience here. Why are you making Rory do all the work and ask all the He's hard like questions? He's like this the whole episode. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know. Don't so like they're walking. They so, walk by. What's the tally? Oh, wait. Are we going to wait the tally? Let's okay. wait. Yep. Let's reveal the tally total <laughs> at the end. Okay. Maybe at the very end during the town meeting, we'll okay. reveal. Um, we walk with Dean and Rory now through Stars Hollow. And as they walk past Miss Patty's, they realize that she did not lock up. And he's like, well, I've never been in there before. And so they go in and they're looking at all of the pictures. And I will say, I did not get a vibe from him that he like wanted to go in there to be alone with Rory or anything like that. I think Mm -hmm. it was just, I've never been in there before. Yeah. So I will give him credit on that. Because when he asked if she was going to come into her bedroom, that had a different feel to it Mm -hmm. than this did. So they're in there looking... And he finds out that she brought a book with her. So they start looking at it, and it's uh, Dorothy Parker. And he reads a little bit of it. They sit down on a beanbag chair. Rory thanks him for the night, and they end up reading Dorothy Parker until they fall asleep. And we come the next morning, and it's yoga class at 5.30 in the morning with Miss Patty. With a bunch of old people. Mm-hmm. And they're all talking about who's who at the market and whatever. And they see Rory and Dean. And this one woman's like, that's Lorelai's girl. And then the other woman is like, and that's the boy from the market. She's like, she fell asleep with the bag boy. Yeah. <laughs> like... Do we really not know their names at this point? You live in a small town. Whatever. And then Miss Patty wakes up Rory and she says, what are you doing here? Have you been here all night? And Rory realizes that they fell asleep. And she's like, oh, my God, no, we fell asleep. And Dean's like, it's okay, it's okay. I'll come home with you. And like they're having like this back and forth, like 
manic moment between them. And Miss Patty is living. She is like. Clutching her pearls. Yeah. Like, oh my God. This is so amazing. This is the best gossip we've Mm -hmm. had in weeks. So you can tell she's like ready to tell everyone. And Rory's trying to run home. We did give Dean points because he was very insistent that he come with and like help smooth the situation over. But she refused and she said, I have to go home right now. Mm -hmm. And it ends with her running off and Dean left standing outside of Luke's basically like. And he seemed legitimately like he wanted, like he was worried for Rory and that. It wasn't like how he has been the whole episode where it's like, I don't care what, so fine. Yeah. It was not like that. It was like, no, I want to help you. I'm so sorry. We got to make this right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was nice to see that. Mm-hmm. So we gave him like a two extra points for that, right? Yeah, we did. Okay, good. We cut to Emily waking up Lorelai saying it's 530 in the morning and Rory is not home. Lorelai is woken up like out of a dead sleep and is stammering around and Emily's like call the police call the police did you hear me Rory's not home and Lorelai is like she goes into Rory's room and she's like Rory Rory and there's like this bickering between Emily and Lorelai like Emily is she's hounding Lorelai and Lorelai's panicking here (laughs) Well, yeah, because it's like, A, my daughter did not come home last night. Where is she? Yes. And B, my daughter did not come home last night, and my mom is here to witness it. Yep. And And she's, like, attacking her. mm -hmm. It's funny how fast Emily can flip mm -hmm. like that. Like, the night before, you did such a good job with Rory. And now she's like, you've made a lot of mistakes in your life, and I've held my tongue, but this is the worst thing that has ever happened and yeah and she's like chasing her around she's like this place is dirty and yeah you can't find your phone because this place is a mess what if what if something bad happened to rory what if she was choking and lorelei's like stop Mm -hmm. like chill out i'm trying to figure this out and you following me around and hounding me is not helping Mm -mm. So eventually the phone starts ringing and it's Miss Patty calling to tell Lorelai that Rory was at her place. She was asleep and she's on her way home. And of course, Emily said, well, what state were they found in? And Lorelai says they didn't say. And Emily is like, well, you know what happened? And she's like, we don't know what happened. I'm going to go make some coffee. And Emily just, like, reams into her. Mm. And Lorelai says, you cannot call this. You cannot be in my home and call this a semblance of a life. This is a life, a life that I have built, a life that Rory and I have built together. And she is fine. She is a good kid. I trust her. I know nothing happened. And... Emily says, well, if you're so trusting and cool and calm or whatever, why didn't she come home? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm not, I'm not like you, mom. I'm not controlling. And she goes, well, if I'm so controlling, then how did you end up pregnant? Yeah. You threw your whole life away. Mm-hmm. Which I think 
that has always been kind of the underlying feeling is that you threw your life away, but then Lorelai fights back with, I didn't throw my life away. I had Rory. Yeah. And the thing is, is that generally speaking, if you're too controlling um, with a child, it will come back and bounce back mm-hmm. on you because you can't push down a spring and push it down and just let go. It will right. bounce everywhere. Right. Not that and not that she bounced that far. She just had sex. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, a lot of teenagers are sexually active. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps if she would have talked about this kind of stuff with Lorelai comfortably. This could have been prevented. It could have been a very different conversation. Well, like she wouldn't have even got pregnant. Right. I'm talking about if she would have done this in high school with her. Yeah. I mean, middle school. Gosh, we're crying out loud. Yeah. But it's yeah. just, it's, it's a tricky it's situation. Yeah, it is. Now it it's is. rude to say, oh, you don't have a life. Oh, you yeah. threw your life away. And she's like, mom, I don't know what you're talking about. This is a life. It's yep. just more colorful than you're used to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she basically kicks Emily out. Mm-hmm. She Good. said, you're not going to talk to me this way. You need to leave. Mm-hmm. As they are fighting, though, Rory comes through the door and she hears them fighting and kind of hides behind like a corner so they can't see her. Emily storms out. And then Rory walks into the kitchen and she said, Mom, thank you for saying all of those things on me. And then Lorelai unravels. Yep, she goes, she kind of mirrors Emily. Yeah. Well, I don't blame her because yeah. that was like a very high tense situation. And yeah. she has not come down from even the concern of what happened in the first place, mm-hmm. you know. So she's got like double whammy stress yeah. on right now. And she's like, where were you? What happened? And she goes, you're going on the pill. You're not going to get pregnant, blah, blah, blah. And Rory says, well, what happened to trusting me? Like, you know, we didn't sleep together. We just fell asleep. Mm -hmm. She's like, you said all those nice things about me to grandma. And now you're just screaming at me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think it is just like the buildup of Emily. This could have been totally prevented had Emily not stayed. Lorelai would have still been asleep when Rory came home. Yep. You know, and it wouldn't have been a big thing. But because it was so escalated through Emily, it became a huge ordeal. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But, so, Rory, that's true. Like, I mean, she would have still been asleep. But mm-hmm. Rory says to her, you're just upset because Grandma caught you. Yep. So yep, I made him, I screwed up and grandma saw it and you got in trouble for it. And this is why you're mad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Rory can see the layers of it because she's removed. Mm-hmm. And I think she knows that there's always going to be underlying layers with any argument that her and her grandma have mm-hmm. because there's just so much unresolved stuff I do between think, them. Yeah. I, Rory is right. I mean, that is part of it. But mm-hmm. part of it is I do think Laura Lorelai is upset. Yeah. That she did not come home. Well, because she makes such a big deal out of trusting Rory and you do this and it's one of those things where it's like fool me once, shame on you, you know, like Well, it's scary. It's scary. Because as an adult and as a 
with kids, younger people, you once you get older, you start seeing things differently and you know more about the world and mm-hmm. what happens and scary, dark things can happen. And when mm-hmm. you're that young, you don't think that stuff happens to you or, right. you know, so there is that layer to it. Right. There, and there wasn't like cell phones like there are now mm-hmm. or like, you know, ways of like getting a hold of people or, you know, it, it was a very different time. Mm-hmm. And even if nothing were to happen and she knew she was sleeping with the boy, then she's like, did you guys have sex? Because then I have to worry about like, do I, do I got to put you on the pill? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because this almost mirrors like in the beginning of this episode, uh, Emily was like, Lorelai, you poisoned your daughter's mind. She doesn't want to go to the dance. Yeah. And then Lorelai gets in the car and then she thinks about what she, her mother said and then says, you sure you don't want to go to the dance? So mm-hmm. this is kind of like the same thing. Mm-hmm. She waits, she defends Rory again at the end of this mm-hmm. argument. And then the second Emily leaves, she starts thinking like her mother. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I did not pick up on that. I didn't until we just started talking about it. Oh, I love that. I know. I love when that happens. <laughs> And I've watched this episode so many times for preparation for this. I, I never even think of that. I just, I think it's hard. And I, this is a big fight. This is not like the dumb sweater fight or this is like a, a magnitude fight. Like it's going to have. In the next episode, do they even go into it or is it just brushed over? I think it's brushed over, isn't it? It's not brushed over. It isn't. Mm-mm. Ooh. Because. Like, I don't remember because I'm on season three right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do our, our town meeting okay. and we can talk about the next episode. Do you want to say anything last about that? How it ends? I mean, I guess what I will say is I actually really enjoy that it ends with them not talking it out. Yeah, me too. I love when they do that. I think it's good to show like. Not every problem is immediately resolved. And now there's like this damper on what was like a perfect evening for Rory. Yeah. And how is the town going to perceive the situation? And I think Lorelai tries so hard to get past having Rory at 16. And now she's like, Great. Now everyone's going to be like, well, Rory's going to turn into Lorelai. Mother like daughter. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that's probably very humiliating for Lorelai, too. She's asleep with the bag boy. Yeah. Like, oh my God. (laughs) You know, it's like, and Emily is the one that puts that in her mind again. Uh Because she's like, well, what state were they in? Like, this is something you would have done. Mm -hmm. And Lorelai says, like, I was the queen of staying out all night, so you can't get anything past me. I know what you did. And she's like, no, you don't. We we didn't sleep together. We just fell asleep. And they, like, can't... It's like a battle of right and wrong. Like, who is more right than the other? Mm -hmm. And who is in the wrong here? Well, it's hard because, I mean, if I was Lorelai, I might think, is she lying to me? Because she has lied before. She Mm -hmm. hasn't. Lately, it's been a trend that her keeping stuff from me. And I know that's something that I would do if I would have actually slept with the boy. I would have been like, no, nothing happened. Right. Yeah. 
I think, too, like looking at it from a parental perspective, I would be freaking out. Yeah. If I'd be like, I woke up and my it. kid was not there, I'd be like, what the hell happened? Because your hormones as a teenager. Well, and not even tw- just that. 20s. It's like, I think because Lorelai got pregnant at 16, yeah. that stress is heightened mm-hmm. more so than like a typical, like traditional family situation, you know? Yeah. But. Well, you just don't want your kid to get pregnant. That That's. Yeah. Well, you don't want your kid to make any kind of mistake that would, you know, alter their future. Mm -hmm. But I just... Interesting that she has to kind of go through what Emily did. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of parallels there. Karma is a boyfriend. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is a Swifty podcast. Um, But yeah, no, I think it's interesting. And I, it is not resolved by the beginning of the next episode. So we'll have to talk about that. Yay. That brings us to the end of this episode. And we decided, well, Elise had a great suggestion that we will call this like little segment at the end of the episode, our like town meeting, our town hall meeting, Yep, yep. our town hall meeting. And we'll kind of go into like more Production, like production stuff. Yeah, production stuff, stuff behind the scenes, corrections, different things like that. So I'm going to, like, do an official town hall, like, introduction, but we just wanted to explain ourselves yeah. before we, like, dive right in. And you're, those of you that have listened before, like, what the hell is this? <laughs> That's a new thing to yeah. <laughs> talk about corrections and what's coming up um, for our TikTok or Instagram yeah. and what's coming up for next episode. Perfect. We call this town meeting to order. So we have a lot to cover in this town meeting. First, let's cover a correction from the last episode. Yep. So from Kiss and Tell, um, at the end of the podcast, I said that the next episode, Love and War and Snow, was directed by Leslie Link, Linka Gladder, which is actually this episode. Yeah. So it was funny because in my memory, I was like, the next episode is Leslie Link, Link Gladder, and yeah. it's written by Amy, and it's not. Mm-hmm. That is Alan Meyerson, and Joan Binderweiss writes that episode. Yeah. Joan Binderweiss. Yeah. I mean, that's going to happen. Yeah. We, Especially were one ep- when... we were one episode ahead, so. Yep. We're, we're trying to record a few. <laughs> ahead as we can especially with like approaching the holidays and stuff because i would still yeah we'd like to still continue to post even like through holidays so we're like let's keep it going because we really want to get to season Mm -hmm. two so we're like let's just keep (laughs) trucking along here people um so so that's our correction. correction um as far as announcements go we'll start with that and then we'll do the episode tallies and things we are going to be revamping our instagram everything's gonna like disappear and then come back i'm kind of like working really hard to get that to like a place where we feel good about it elise and i are very like aesthetic people we also received a lot of comments on our tiktoks about um putting together tiktoks about all the music references and we decided that at the end of each season we will do 
a Spotify and Apple playlist of all of the music references at the end of each season. And I'll make a TikTok. Yep. And we'll, specifically. Yep. And it's, I'm going back now and watching the episodes that we've already discussed. And it's kind of funny, like watching them again. Cause I'm like, oh yeah, we should have talked about that, but we I didn't, know. you know, whatever, but I that's fine. Um, so we're slowly but surely working on that. So yeah. I, we want to do a book. I want to do a big book TikTok. Yep. We want to do that. And my plan for that will be we'll do an Amazon storefront where uh-huh. we'll put all of the books in the Amazon storefront if you want to find them easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so look out for that. That will be coming soon as well. But with the um, pop culture will be released, I believe, every Tuesday, unless it's a two-part, and then it'll be Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yes. And then the book and music references will be season by season yep. as we end each season. And as we get more comfortable, those can be things that we'll just add to progressively, too. It doesn't yeah. have to be an all or nothing. Mm-hmm. But I think right now, as we are still trying to find our groove, we are planning on that being the end of season one. We will do all of that and then kind of revamp and reorganize for season two. Um, Yeah. So that's kind of the plan. That's the biz. The logistics, you know. So like. Keeping you all in the loop. Not that you really care because you're here to listen to Gilmore Girls. But But I think it's good to. If you're interested. Yeah. Um, So that's that. As far as this episode goes. What do you think, Lise? I mean, I, so as we're tallying, you know, Tristan and Dean, I really, really thought. Who sucked more? Who sucked? Who did you feel sucked more? I guess without tallying it, I really thought Tristan probably sucked the most because he is such a jerk at the dance. Yeah. But no, Dean won or Dean Dean lost. Dean won sucking wait <laughs> Dean Dean sucked the most yes, this episode won, by yeah. two points by two points by two points so it was very close so if you had to date one though Amy which one would you pick um probably Dean okay I don't think I would be great in that society yeah I'd pick Dean too I cannot believe I'm saying that you heard it here folks she'd pick Dean but so Dean had 24 <laughs> points. Tristan had 21. Oh, excuse me. It was three points, not two. But Dean had 24. Tristan had 21. Um, Kirk was not in this episode, so no new jobs for Kirk. I believe he's still at three jobs mm-hmm. the last time we checked in with him. But we haven't seen him in a while. Uh, and then for pop culture references, we had 19. It is an Amy episode, so we knew it was going to be pretty heavy on the references uh but that's uh the episode rory's dance season one episode nine and what do we got next week next week we have episode 10 forgiveness and stuff this is a really pinnacle episode Mm -hmm. for lorelei it's a very heavy Lorelai episode. Is Luke in it? Because I'm pissed Luke right now. is really in this episode. Good. And it is, it's a good Luke and Lorelai episode. You know, for uh, Luke not being in this last episode, I'm surprised I didn't really notice until now. I think it was so involved with the women that, Yeah. I mean, look at it, look at this. We had no 
no adult men in this episode. Yeah. It was all women. And the, the only men in this episode were the high schoolers. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm here for Dean. I need Dean. Uh, oh, my God. I'm not editing that out. You heard that. I am not here for Dean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for Boo I know. But, okay. you know, I think it's good to have a little break because then when he does come back, it's that much better. Yeah, we need him back. Yeah. So next week is forgiveness and stuff. Uh, It's a great episode. I think this is actually the Christmas episode, too. So we'll be very close to the holiday. Bells will be ringing. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Can you tell we've been recording for a long time today? Thank you so much for listening. Please find us on Instagram and TikTok. We are underscore growing up Gilmore underscore. We'll be posting our... Um, pop culture reference videos on Tuesdays and if they're two-parters on Tuesday and Thursday and follow us on Instagram because we're going to try to do some more interactive things um, to get our followers involved and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Please be sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a review. Uh, We'd love, love, love to hear from you. It means so much to us when we have people comment on the TikTok saying they have listened to the episodes and they've really loved them so far. That makes our day for sure. Like we were all week, like very amped up about people (laughs) saying they liked it. I'm just excited people like the pop culture references too. That's Mm -hmm. neat. Yeah. I mean, mean, some people don't too. I respect that, but. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some people say this that makes the show really hard to watch. Mm -hmm. And I get that, but I think it's been fun to explore those. And then why would she say that? You know, like, where does that come from? I love a pop culture reference. Me too. So it's been fun. Thanks guys. Yeah. (laughs) It's been fun. So thank you very much for listening and we will see you next time. Bye.